We are so excited to present our next guest on Under Palm Trees. Today, we're talking to Simeon Rosset, owner and CEO of Rosset Bespoke Butlers. Simeon is an expert when it comes to butlers and all things that go with it, from how to polish your shoes, right to arranging the most luxurious event. With more than 20 years of experience, we are so delighted that Simeon has agreed to come on our YouTube channel and share his wisdom with us and you. So here is the interview. So hi, Simeon, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We're really excited. So tell us a bit more about Bespoke Butlers and how did you get into butlering and what does it take to be successful? Right, oh, well, thanks very much. That's a really good question, actually. Um, because the way I got into butlering is actually getting rarer and rarer. I started at 18 years old as a junior footman. So I was, uh, before that, I'd worked in hotels and Pizza Hut and places like that. Um, and basically the head butler of Leeds Castle in Kent, he saw me working as a restaurant manager. And he said to me, he said, do you know what? I think you're really good at what you do. But why don't you come and be my footman? I'll train you up to become under butler. And then one day you will be head butler. Wow. And I'll be honest, at this point, I didn't even know buttering was a thing. You know, I'd seen like films, I'd seen Batman. But other than Alfred, I didn't know there was real butlers. So <laughs> I just thought it sounded so exciting. It sounded so different. I jumped at the chance to do it. And then my first day on the job, I was about 20 minutes in and someone threw me the keys to a brand new Aston Martin and said, could you go and park that? And, you know, after that, I was like, right, this is my career. This is what I'm going to do forever now. I'm sorted. Um, I stayed there, you know, and I, I worked my way up as an apprentice. Um, and that gave me a really great foundation. And that's why I'm inspired to teach other people now, because it's so difficult to get that level of interaction and training from people um so you know that's what um so i've gone off subject now i forgot what the question was tell <laughs> you know that, that, that's <laughs> no i think you answered it quite well <laughs> that's no that's really that's really good no honestly that's really good it's good to to know you're like experience definitely so you have worked with a variety of clients have you found differences when it comes to service that clients expect well the thing is the minutiae that the little the little details are completely different if you are looking after you know an arabian prince or a british aristocrat or an american dot com billionaire that the individual things they want couldn't be more different but crucially the bigger picture couldn't be more the same ah. what they want is they want integrity they want hard work they want honesty they want to be able to depend on you and they want to know that you are always going to do your best for them so that's why I always say the most important thing for any butler is to have those personality traits. Because the technical skills, yes, 
they different you know we learn how to serve arabic coffee we learn how to um press um clothes that we learn how to polish boots all those things we can learn but the overriding integrity that is something that comes from within and that's what we need to nurture doesn't matter who we're looking after i think that's that's a very very good point i i really do and i think you know it's so hard to find with people as well so um you have now also founded the rosset butler academy in scotland and you do training in person and online so when it comes to training how important is it for a butler to know the customs and the culture especially when you look after clients from let's say the middle east where the culture is so different to us it's it's hugely important because the thing is you don't want to accidentally rub people up the wrong way the thing is with middle eastern culture it's it's an ancient culture it's based on thousands of years of people you know it's far older than european culture it goes back far further they you know they were doing things that were far more advanced when in europe we were just too busy just slaughtering each other and stuff like that they were busy doing medicine and various things um and you have to understand that and you have to appreciate that the worst thing someone can do is if they go to any other culture thinking that their culture is the superior one and this is something i have seen time and time again and you know uh, i'm a european and i will say that Europe europeans are the worst for it we tend to assume that our culture is like some top one and everyone else's culture must be below and i i don't mean everyone does that i just mean like as a an overriding trait and that's the worst thing you can do and the thing that will immediately stop you doing that is to research those other cultures because the more research you do the more you will appreciate them because at the end of the day you knowing another culture shows your respect for them and that's like i said in the previous question that's what people are looking for they're looking for respect and you taking the time to learn it just shows that 100% i couldn't i couldn't agree any more with that i think there's a lot to learn for sure absolutely i completely agree as well with you so your passion for what you do is second to none as we can see <laughs> so tell us what um uh, that we can really see as well in your youtube channel that i'm actually subscribed to we can see so many tips i've seen the candle wax how to remove the candle wax from clothes so everyone watching should actually subscribe to simeon um channel so tell us what uh, really gets you out of bed and motivates you every day right well I mean, li what literally gets me out of bed is usually my children jumping on me. And I mean, I know that's not what you mean. Um, do you know, I absolutely love my job. The thing is, there's, there's the old saying, isn't there? If you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. True. And, and that is absolutely what I feel like. I mean, like recently, the reason I've really thrown myself into these YouTube channels and doing these interviews because not being able to physically go out and do the job I love is very difficult. So I've brought the job I love 
to me. You know, when I, 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 as often as I can, I go out and look after clients. I mean, I run, obviously I run this company, but to me, it's not me running it and sending other people out. I love to go and see my clients. I love to find out what they're doing. I mean, my clients regularly, they phone me just for a chat. They phone me to find out what's going on. I was speaking to one just earlier today and it wasn't really sort of apropos to anything. It was just a, just a nice chat to, to keep up with each other. I still, um, and this is anyone who's sort of entering the private service business as I like to call it. I know some people call it the HNWI business and stuff like that, but I like to call it private service because it's, it is a, a private service. Um, anyone who's entering the industry, you might assume that because these people are billionaires or royalty or anything like that, that that almost dehumanizes them. But it couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, one of my former employers, who's uh, literally one of the, the richest people in the world, he still like uh, drops me a, a, a WhatsApp message to sort of say happy birthday to my children and things like that. And, you know, him taking the time to do that is really quite incredible. I mean, obviously, I've got no doubt that his PA reminds him when it is, but that's, that's not the point. It's still that he takes the time to do that. And no, that's, you know, that's very, very true. And I think, I think people want that personal connection more so than anything. I think they hate nothing more than, than to feel like they're just another client and the business is done and then you never hear again. Yeah. And that's it. And, and as you know, like, you know, we're speaking a, a lot about Middle Eastern culture. And as you know, there it's even more important because that sort of, should we call it family, that feeling is more uh, sort of treasured there. You know, we, we work to this, and in America even more so, they work to it's, it's business, 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 isn't it? Sure. Um, and they often forget about that personal touch. Like I, I often say to people, you know, if I'm doing business with Americans, the, the usual idea is you get the business out of the way so then you can maybe go and have a drink together and get to know each other. You're like, okay, let's get the business out of the way. Let's talk figures. Let's do this. Let's get that out of the way. If you tried to do it that way round with someone from the Middle East, they would hate you because they want to get to know you and find out if you're a nice person first. Kind of your business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, I, I think the social connection is, is such a big thing. I mean, like Didi and I, we have clients that call us. If we haven't called them in two weeks, they're like, what's going on? What happened? Why did you not call me? And all they want to chat about is, is the weather, you know, like nothing even specific. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, and I think like now during, during this whole kind of pandemic, this has been um, much more important than ever before. And I think the people that will succeed will be the people that have stayed in, in contact and have kind of interacted um, during this time. So, um, yeah, so I think 2020 has been quite a difficult year for all of us. How was it for you? And what, what kind of tips would you have for our viewers? Right, well... 2020, yes, it was 
it was the our sort of whatever our magnus horribilis or whatever you say wasn't it it was it was it was quite a year and you know i learned exactly the same things as everyone else learned i learned how to make sourdough starter i got really good at banana bread uh you know i did every cliche going we were up doing a joe wicks workout every morning um and yeah the same as everyone else but i tell you what there's something about doing that same as everyone else that brings you together as a community even when you're physically separated so to me it's the first and i'm guessing this is going to be the same for everyone but beginning there was a, an element of disbelief i we were actually in the middle of an event for a um a, a very sort of high profile client uh, when the lockdown got announced oh. so we were already doing we were we you know we were aware of the threat and we'd done risk assessments and we were being very very careful that we were sanitizing and everything we we're doing we we're doing it right but they locked down the do you remember it was an eight o'clock announcement yes the, yes yeah so we were serving dinner oh while God. that announcement and then all i see so i'm i'm like sort of directing the uh, waiting staff and all, this. and all I see is everyone on their mobile phone like this watching this announcement and you know we're still serving like that and then someone excuse me excuse me and they're like Simeon Simeon what what, sh what should we do what are we going to do do we need to fly home do we need and I'm like I'm I'm a butler I don't know you know I've only just found this out myself uh, in fact you've just told me so we're going to have to find out and it was very surreal. I mean, everyone went home the next day. And, you know, so we emptied this event. We emptied all the staff safely home. And there was, you know, it was shock. We were all in shock to start with. And obviously, we were all saying to each other, oh, it's only going to be a few weeks. It's only going to be a few weeks. And we started saying that in whatever it was. I forget now. Was it April, March, April, something April, like that? April. Uh, and we were still saying it when... You were like, oh yeah, like now in July we're allowed, oh now back again. And then we had Christmas, so like we're allowed out, oh no, back again. But I'll be honest with you, it's allowed me to do things that otherwise I would never have had the time to do. And I don't mean my sourdough starter. I mean, the most important thing to me is I spent so much time with my family, like, the chance to like homeschool my children has actually been amazing. That has been such a great experience. I've got closer to my clients because just like we were talking about, we we're just phoning for no reason, not for because we've got to do this, but we've got to do that. I've created this YouTube channel, um, which I'm, I'm really pleased with how successful it's been so far because, you know, I only really, I mean, I set up the YouTube channel a few years ago, but I only started putting stuff on it after lockdown mm. came in. Mm. So it's nice that people are finding it useful. Do you know, the other day, someone, I got a message on LinkedIn and it was just a picture. I, I'd love it if the person who sent me saw this because they'd probably laugh. It was literally just a picture of a dirty toilet. That's what someone just sent me a picture of a dirty toilet. No writing or anything. Um, I'm thinking like, is this like, is this some sort of trolling? What's what's going on here? I don't know. So they sent me a picture of a dirty toilet. And then afterwards, they sent me a thing, please help me. I don't know how to clean this. I don't know what we need to do. And I could give them some tips explaining to them. You know, I, I, I gave them the old um, uh, vinegar and uh, 
like bicarbonate of soda tip and things like that. And later on, they sent me a photo of the toilet much improved. But you know, it's so it's so random, but it's just brilliant. I mean, when I understood why they sent me a picture of a dirty toilet, it was just like someone, brilliant. you know, I felt like Martha Stewart. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I completely agree with you. Like lockdown gave us some kind of break from the entire world just to have some quality time, to be honest. I completely agree with you. So tell us what's next for Simeon and for Rosette Bespoke Butlers. What's next? Right. Well, the world. You know, I don't like to, I don't like to think small. Um, we, we started during during a pandemic. We decided to, to go international. Uh, which some people might have said was foolhardy, but I was, I said, look, let's push on with this because if we can make this work during a pandemic, then afterwards it's just going to be so easy. You know, like, like the Roman legions used to say, um, you know, train hard, fight easy. And, you know, and that's what it's all about. So we set up um, a, a school in Barbados and in that tiny window of being allowed to travel in 2020, we actually managed to get out there um, do a butler school hugely successful I mean I know I'm saying this myself but honestly it was hugely successful went down all the way up to senior members of their parliament have thanked me for it and said how wow. good it is for the island wow. Brilliant. Um, we're looking at um, we're looking at setting up in China as well wow. so and various other places and you know and that is just hugely exciting I mean We've got a new venue for our Scottish, I should mention this, so much going on, you know, it's crazy. It's not just sourdough starter. Um, we've got so much going on. So we've got a new venue for our Butler School, which is the beautiful Gordon Castle in Scotland, which is this incredible castle with like however many thousand acres of land. And, you know, so like, you know, as soon as we can get out and do this stuff, we've got so much to do. So that's why I've got to spend as much time with the children now because I probably won't see them for the next 12 months. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was honestly, this was so great, Simeon. Honestly, what an amazing insight in, into the whole kind of butler. And everybody should follow Simeon's YouTube, Rosset Bespoke Butler. We will post the links at the end of the interview. Um, but before we let you go, we have a few quick fire questions. Okay. Perfect. So to, with, to start with palm trees or pine trees? Well, you know, I live in Scotland, so palm trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense. <laughs> um, sea or snow? I love the snow, but I find it hard to live without the sea, so the sea. Agree. Cars or planes? Cars. I cars is my big hobby. I love cars. Pasta or rice? Ooh, see, that's that's a hard one. That's this pasta. <laughs> health or wealth? It has to be health. You know, you wealth means nothing. Wealth means nothing if you're not healthy. We agree. We definitely agree. Well, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. No, I really enjoyed it. This is this is what it's all about. And I must say your your style of interviewing. I love the fact there's two of you. It's just been so much fun. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. That was lovely.